hey, what's up, guys? It's Rico here, CEO of Source Fine Asia, co-host of Management Podcast, and the host of the Source Fine Asia YouTube channel. Back with another one, uh, another podcast. This episode, I wanted to talk about failure. <laughs> it's actually, th- I was thinking about it the other day. It's like you sometimes when you look back on your business and your life and stuff like that. Like if you're the kind of person that I am, I I tend to like, I don't dwell on success too much and I also don't dwell on failure. Like I learn from the mistakes and then I move on. I try not to think about them, try not to dwell on them. And with success as well, it's one of those things like I acknowledge it, celebrate it in the moment, and then I move on to the next thing. And in some aspects, that's good and bad. Obviously, like some people would say that you need to smell your smell the flowers more. And and I think also if you completely forget some of your mistakes and you don't remember them, then you might be bound to make them again. But I think for me, like I said, it's like you learn from it and then you try not to make those mistakes. The whole point is if you are constantly thinking about the mistakes that you made then you live in the past and if you're also constantly focusing on the success that you have or you have accomplished in the past and you're also living in the past but you're also gonna you also become complacent i don't want to be a product of my environment i want my environment to be a product of me So I was, we're being we're being audited by the uh, by the Hong Kong government, which is it's normal. It happens randomly. Like we've just never been audited before. I think a big part of it has to do with what's happened with COVID because we had quite a lot of money flow through our our bank banks in the last couple of months. So I'm sure that prompted the Hong Kong government to be like, hey man, like let's check out these trading companies because a lot of these trading companies probably made a lot of money from COVID-19 sourcing and the export of medical supplies to the US and other countries. So yeah, it's fine. Like we've been audited, but what an audit forces you to do is it forces you to like go back into your business history, obviously specifically financial history, but it also just forced me to look at certain projects that I hadn't looked at in a long time. Projects that I completely forgot about because I was thinking about the first year that we had. When I think about our first year in business, I think of only two projects. We had about six or seven projects in our first year. Two of them were major projects and then the rest were smaller, but like I just didn't remember those. And uh, I also realized that we had two I mean, two, not failures, but two mistakes, big mistakes that were made with some of our early uh, early projects. And I mean, the, the one mistake was not necessarily our fault. And then the other one, I could, I could actually, I could technically, I could say that both mistakes were not our fault, but we allowed it to happen. And I'll explain what that means in a bit. Like, it's not our fault and it wasn't a direct result of us doing something that caused this issue. It was more just us seeing something early and then not not being proactive and not saying something. And I, and that's that. If there's one fault that I think I had when I first started the company as as a CEO and as a consultant is that I was scared to ups. I was sometimes too scared to upset my clients, so I would sugarcoat some information or I would allow. I would give the advice, but I wouldn't push it. Like I wouldn't 
put my foot down. Whereas like now, if I was in the same situation and a client wants to go in that direction, I would say to that client, I don't want to work with you anymore. I would be like, if we're not making this change, this is you hired me for a reason. And I feel very strongly about this. Like if you don't go in the direction that I'm asking you to go, I can't work with you because at the end of the day, if we go in your direction and I allow that to happen, I'll do my best. But if shit gets fucked up, like you're going to come to me and be like, it's my fault. Right. So like that's the difference between me now and what I tell my team versus that time period when I was getting started. You're like you have only a handful of clients and you know you have less than six months of experience and it's like you're just worried about losing the clients or upsetting the clients you know so but not realizing that it's actually going to be detrimental to you if you don't if you don't put your foot down so the first example i want to give this is like i think i've talked about this vaguely before but i never went in depth so we had this is christmas 2000 2015 so i think chinese new year in 2016 was like mid to end of january so by christmas by december of 2015 like we're already cutting i think there was maybe a month and a half or two months before chinese new year and and anybody i've talked to us before chinese new year chinese new year manufacturing like getting your last order done you have to be placing that order like three months before like if you're placing an order a month before chinese new year your production is probably not going to be complete because all the factories are full and also just because chinese new year is let's say january 25th it doesn't mean that the factories are actually going to close on january 25th they might start to close on january 20th on the 18th their staff they're going to lose their their staff a few weeks before like some of the employees just leave they don't wait until the holiday so you gotta you gotta be conscious about that so we were in a position it's, it's like december 2015 Mind you, like we didn't have that many clients, we didn't have that much revenue. I think I just quit teaching English, so we were also just in a position where it's like, and I think I needed to like change my visa from a student visa to a business visa. It was like a whole situation, so I was like, I have to like, I needed like money, and I needed to obviously pay rent and and things like this. So yeah, I think we had like one project that transition transitioning from you know one production to the next so we were renegotiating that contract and then because chinese new year was going to happen we weren't going to get paid for another month i didn't have employees i had interns at the time i think we had just you know i think we had one full-time employee in leo and then we had a couple of the unpaid interns so those leo salary rent my just normal living expenses and then also the having to transition from a business visa from a student visa to a business visa which was also going to cost money and i think i had to travel to do that so you know we were under the pressure to get some funds in so we get contacted by this customer you know he lays it on thick like we had a sales call with him and he's like look i'm in a rush you know i want to get this started immediately like if you guys don't send me a proposal on the next i'm looking at three other sourcing companies if you don't send me a proposal in the next 24 hours i'm gonna pick another company i was like all right like i mean you know it's piling on the pressure and then we're looking at it like yo this could be a decent amount of money because what the guy needed us to do was to it was an original design it was a bag two bags i believe and he wanted to get i'm not sure if he wanted to get the prototype before china i feel like he wanted to get the mass production done before chinese new year and this is again like this was like the first week of december or something like that we had maybe a month 
to to do it and we would not have taken on the project if he hadn't said these things specifically he was like look i already have a supplier lined up i've already had conversations with the supplier they know exactly what i want i've given them all the information it's just about finalizing the contract getting a prototype made confirming the prototype and doing a mass production so now me and my business partner me and Mike were thinking like, all right, this is a little, I mean, Mike was at least the one to say this because I didn't have that much experience. Mike was like, like, it's very tight. You know, in order to do this, it's going to be all hands on deck. If you're saying that you already have a supplier lined up and it's just a matter of like finalizing a contract and then placing an order for the, for the prototype and then mass production, it's doable in 30 days. We'd have to like talk to your supplier and all that stuff. And like, we'd have to be like, you know on the supplier's ass and maybe travel there and all that and and that's gonna cost and he was like just send me a proposal send me a proposal within the next 24 hours so i'm like all right as soon as that call was done i it was probably like midnight in china i jump on my laptop and you know i started banging out the proposal i had it done you know that night like two three o'clock in the morning i sent it to mike to review and then the next morning he confirmed it and then i sent it to the client and then you know cut to like a, i think it was at 24 hours later the client's like where's the proposal i was like wait i sent it to you yesterday and then he's like literally replying to the email that i sent asking where's and i was like it's like just go back to the email but i didn't say that but i was just like yeah i sent him i sent him another link to the to, to the document and then um he comes back and says all good send me an invoice and uh he you know we we sent him an invoice and he he paid like a week later which was not three or four days later which was another weird thing and then he sends us an introduction to his supplier so by the way in the proposal that we sent him i listed out very specifically certain requirements that we'd need we needed like he said that he had like a sample we needed him to send the sample to us he said that there was certain, the, like his design files and all that stuff, we needed him to send that to us. There was like, you know, yeah, the design files, a tech pack and all that good stuff. Like the things that he said he had already, we needed him to send his logo and all these details. You know, it's like three, four days later, he makes the payment. I think he sent a sample, but then he didn't send the documents and the tech files that I needed. So now I'm following up with him. Like, I kid you not, there was probably like two or three emails a day. I'm like, hey, we need this. Like, we can't get started talking to your supplier without this this information. We need this. We need this. We need this. And it's like a week later, he's like, so we actually got in contact with the supplier and then the supplier wanted us to provide that information. And I'm thinking, well, he said that he already finalized all the details with the supplier. So why does the supplier need us to send tech pack and all that. like if you finalized all the details the supplier would have this information so you know i think it was like two or three like maybe four days after i'd been constantly emailing the client i'm trying to push things forward with the supplier but i literally like it's like i can't do anything like if, if you have a design and you want to make it with a factory you have to give me that design so i can communicate to the factory i, I don't know what to tell the factory so four to three or four days later he um he sends me an email like let's get on a call so I, I hopped on a call with him and he proceeded to blame me for 
you know, well, he's, I, and I remember the reason why he even got on the call was not even because of the emails I'd been sending. The reason why he got on the call is because I sent him another invoice for, uh, I think it was like travel expenses. We had to go to the factory and stuff like that. And so he was like, what's this invoice for? And this is, again, this is all stuff that had been laid out in the proposal. I mentioned that there was going to be these expenses and we needed this budget and he, he signed off on it. So we get on the call and then he's surprised about the invoice. And I'm like, dude, like, did you read the proposal? He's like, yeah, yeah, I did, but I, you know, I need to see it again. I was like, he, I, and then I, it clicked. He's like, he didn't, he didn't read the proposal. <laughs> he just like, yeah, he didn't read the proposal. Like he just, he literally was just like forced us to do this thing and, and send him a proposal in 24 hours, which he didn't read. And then we sent him an invoice, which he paid like four days later. And then it just started to dawn on me. I was like, this, this guy is, is like, not a good person to work with like he's i mean i hate to say it but like he's an asshole i was like all right so then i started to, again people that know me is like i'm a very calm collected person i don't i'm not easily rattled like there's i have a very high tolerance for for people's bullshit so i'm listening that was the first thing i clicked i was like okay so he didn't read the proposal that's that's a big problem and then beyond the cost thing he starts to blame me for the lack of progress in the project. And again, I was like, dude, I, list- I obviously didn't say it like this, but I said, hey, um, I listed the items that we need from you to move forward. And I don't have those, like the, the factory doesn't have them and you don't have them. And he was like, well, the, why can't the factory just create the design for me? And I was like, wait, but what do you mean? What, why can't the factory? He's like, well, they're a factory. Like they can, they, they, they do this. They can create the... I was like, no, but it's your it's your design. Like they're not going to create the design for you. You know, it, it was just one of those things. So I just I realized I was like I started to get heated on the phone, and I had this realization. This is literally a week of working with this person. I was like, I can't work with this person. If this is what it's going to be like. Like I want to cancel and give this guy a refund. So I just kind of you know, and that's my thing is as well. I was like, if I get angry with people, and I know that it's just not the right situation and it's not worth it i tend to shut down so that's what happened on the call was i just i just kept quiet and then you know he went on a rant about lack of professionalism and things like this and you know i just told him was like man like we need those files from you that's that's really it like we can't push like the factory is not going to be able to do anything without that information and then so he said okay fine and then we hung up and then i called mike and i told mike i was like dude i want to cancel this project i want to get a refund he's like well you know we need the money so mike proceeded to take over the communication and take over the project like i literally it became a situation where this project is not a source financial project it was between like mike and that guy but that was also a mistake like we should have if that was the case one i should probably should have changed the paperwork of the proposal to not being a source financial proposal to just being like mike and, and this guy but overall, honestly, just we should have canceled the the project completely because what ended up happening, you know, we lost a week and a half, two weeks, basically, because he paid late and because he didn't review the proposal. So he didn't send us the information that we needed. And then when we actually started to communicate with the factory, at least when Mike started to communicate with in depth with the factory, the factory said, we don't know, like we barely spoke to this guy. He, he sent us like one email and asked us if we had a certain type of bag and asked for uh, a rough quotation on that bag and that's it like that he had not provided the design he hadn't confirmed prototypes all the stuff that he told us that he had done 
prior to starting the project he hadn't done. And then, needless to say, we by Chinese New Year, I think we had barely finished a prototype. Or, yeah, we would barely finished a prototype. And, uh, you know, I don't even remember what happened. I don't think they went to mass production after Chinese New Year because I wasn't following the project. All I know is that it got to a stage where the project got canceled. Either it was during production or just before production, the project got canceled entirely, probably around like, you know, March, February, March, like a month or so after Chinese New Year. And then this was another mistake that was done like with the proposal. I guess we didn't specify the refund policy, but he obviously complained. He had an issue with Mike. I don't, they had their own conversations. I think Mike would have to specify what they spoke about. But uh, he requested a refund I know that and then again this is I was not in, this is me paraphrasing like information that I know third hand or second hand because uh, again I wasn't involved in this communication but I do know I think he sent me an email saying like I want to refund I was like I was like man I've not been involved in this project since the first week and a half like this was between you and Mike of course he didn't I didn't say it like that as why I said <laughs> I said it differently but of course, he wasn't happy with that. He was like, well, no, I, you know, the proposal was between Source Financia and, and, and me or whatever. And then cut to like a few months later, I think it would have been three to four months later. So we're talking mid-year, end of summer-ish. I got an email from a law firm that was basically, he basically threatened uh, legal action. And then he threatened to go to the FBI and said it was something like wire fraud. I, I mean, I was like, "What do you, you know what I mean?" Like it was just, it was just a fucking nightmare that dragged on for a year. And then in the end, um, uh, Mike worked out a, a refund payment plan with him. And then I think by the end of the year, he had paid back the money. I mean, it was a, it wasn't decent amount of money, you know. So I, I understand the guy wanting to get a partial refund but to request the entire refund and then because i mean there was work that was done there was i and then there was also the aspect of like he didn't fucking keep up his end of the bargain like we entered that agreement under certain expectations in terms from his side which he didn't deliver which ultimately put us in a position where we failed to deliver our services in in the time period that we had we had hoped to but that being said, you should never, ever enter a project or never work with somebody that you don't like only for money. If you're in a desperate situation, you're losing already. I understand what it is to be. I was hungry and we needed money and all that stuff. But like I've had other situations like that where somebody comes and is like, man, like I need this X whatever done in the next two weeks. Some ridiculous fucking request and I will pay you $50,000 to do it. And I'm like, no, because... <laughs> It's impossible to do that, first of all, and I don't want any problems. And you already seem unreasonable and difficult to work with. So I never work with clients that are difficult. Like we've had potential clients in recent times that, you know, we're asking for information from that person and we're trying to set up a project and the person's coming back to us with like rude answers and not replying and then coming back and blaming us and saying like, you guys are slow. And it's like, well, no, you didn't send, you didn't provide us with information. And then we just like, okay, we're slow okay great great like we don't want to work with you anymore like that was a big lesson for me to realize that and i had a i had a gut feeling about it like very early on that's why i i passed on the project to mike right like within a week because i i know myself is like if i'm talking to somebody and this person gets me angry <laughs> there's something wrong there because it's very rare 
that people have that effect on me so i you know i was i was early to the to to realize that but i was too late because i should have known before we we ever took that first payment and yeah that was a just a lesson like never never work with somebody purely for money especially if you don't like that person if the circumstances are not correct if you know that it's going to be a bad situation or it's an impossible ask and it doesn't matter how much money they're offering it's nine times out of ten going to end up in disaster all right so that's part one of this uh i have a i have another one i didn't expect this story to take that long but it's part one of rico's ruminations on failure so if you enjoyed this kind of content let me know again like i said i have we're in ecq here in the philippines i have my little podcast studio set up here so i'm just trying to bang out trying to do these kind of podcasts on a regular basis if you like it definitely reach out with a with a comment somewhere on the website or fucking on one of the youtube videos or you know drop us a review on itunes so at sourcefindasia.com slash made in china for resources check out the youtube channel at sourcefindasia one word if you want to reach out to us that's podcast at sourcefindasia.com and i will see you guys next week with part two Respect, I just say it polite. I drop her off before I sleep. I be praying for life. Like hope said it, can I live? Can I live? Hey dear Lord, can I live? Can I live? Hey, not am I living to get paid? Just slaves for a wage, are we? I can't do no nine to five, so my mama sorry. I can't do no suit and tie, no, I want the glory. If you knew me, know my life is like a movie starring me. Part of me, if it seems that I'm following my dreams, I ain't reading off the script that they picked for me. I ain't pissed, nah, I couldn't give a shit, hardly. I be shitting on them niggas that was shit.